Welcome to the TikTok Podcast. The clock is always ticking, so let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Hey friends, welcome to another TikTok episode. It's one of our favorite things to do here is to have a bonus episode. That just makes it extra special. It's a Friday feature and we are here today with my absolute dear, dear friend and sister. I'm just going to call you my sister, a friend of the heart, and you're going to get to meet Karen, aka K-Star here. I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her and then what we're excited to have a conversation about today. So Karen is married to Doug. Fun fact, Doug, my husband, and I go way back to college days. Okay, not that far back. Nobody's counting. Nobody's (laughs) counting. But I went to to college with Karen's husband, Doug. She now has three children. They all are amazing in their own right. She's got Callie. I mean, what a great name. Yeah. We were destined to be friends. She's got Callie, Cole, and she's got Kinley, her baby. And so, and they all start with the letter K. So again, just, it was divine, divine appointment. Um, But a little bit other of other things about Karen, she attends faithfully Momentum Church, which is where I go and serves in the youth group. I also love some of the other things that she's involved in, serving on the board of directors for the local nonprofit Northwest Florida Guardian Ad Litem Foundation, raising awareness and funds to support that program where volunteers advocate in the courts for foster kids. Karen also is a social media strategist and contributes in many other ways in our community. And of course, some of her favorite things to do besides date night with her hot hubby for some yummy food is girls night out with some of her besties. And that would be me. That would be me. We have got our little (laughs) tribe. And living here, of course, Karen, I know some of your favorite things to do are dipping those toes in the white sand of beautiful Pensacola Beach and floating around in the pool. So in the show notes, I'm going to tag you, Karen, so everyone can get to know you. But most importantly, the fact that you are, I'm just claiming it into the world, best-selling author, (laughs) brand new, first-time author of an incredible book that's going to be a great resource for so many And that's what we're going to talk about today. So please, everybody, welcome Karen, a.k.a. Kickstar. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Callie. So excited. Yay. So we're obviously going to talk about your book. We're going to talk about the content of your book, what it has to do with time and seasons and intentionality. So tell everybody about your book, who it's for, and then we're going to expand as to who our conversation is for today. Sure. So it's called The Journey of Love and Letting Go, A Guide to Navigating Your Child's Senior Year with Grace. It's a lot. It's a lot, but I feel like we could go like word by word by word and we could have a whole episode on that. So it's a journey. It is a journey. It's letting go. It's about love. It's about grace. It's about so many different things. And specifically, your book is designed to help a specific type of woman in a season. So talk about that. And then we'll talk about though, how there's a commonality of so many other seasons too. Sure. Well, this season is so short of moms of seniors, right? But I, what I have found is that moms, we don't, it's kind of one of those things we don't always talk about the emotional roller coaster that we all experience, the highs, the lows, the, the joy and sorrow in the same breath. 
that has been a commonality of moms that we just experience it, but we kind of feel like we're going a little bit crazy when we do. But if we talk about it, then we feel not so alone when we hit those big emotional milestones. But really the moms with kids leading up to that year, if you can learn this sooner rather than when you're already in the middle of it feeling crazy, then you know, you're a little ahead of the game. So so really, this is a mentorship conversation, too, for those that maybe are just even starting on this journey. I know there's going to be a lot of nuggets for that. And really, the idea of even our conversation today is that there are those significant seasons that we put so much emphasis on, whether it is emphasis because you know the world puts emphasis on it, or maybe it's just something really near and dear to my heart. Like, I think about my grandmother. She is 99. And I want everything that I have to do with her, every conversation, every time I see her, there's so much importance on there. And that's great. But at the same time, it's also this mix of, oh, I, I don't want to let these moments go by without giving them their true emphasis. But at the same time, how do I do that? How do I handle these different seasons and and, and do that with grace? Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And if you do have a child that's kind of nearing this age, I think this is going to be a great resource for you. And if you don't, I think you're still going to pick up some great nuggets here today. So let's see what resonates with, um, with us today. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. Karen and I have already cried. Yeah. So if we cry again, just cry with us. It's healthy. It's it therapeutic. It, it is. is. And we cried because as I was preparing for this episode, I told Karen that it feels like that Mama Mia song from ABBA slipping through my fingers. And she said, oh, no. And then we played it mistakenly. We should not have played it. And then we sat here. We both cried. And <laughs> it's good. It's good. There's going to be some tears in a senior yeah. year. So introduce everybody a little bit to you know your experiences here. How are you an expert in this field or becoming one? And just kind of lay that out for us. Yeah. So I have my oldest, Callie, is we we called, what did we call her? Because we called her little Callie. Yeah. But you were not, I would, we did not call you big Callie. I know. I was like, wait, if you're little Callie, right. then I'm big Callie. Callie it's B. Fine. Yes. It was Callie it's B. It's Callie B and yeah. it's it's all good. She yeah. plays the violin too. Yes. She, we have a lot in common, but um, she was little Callie and I, yeah. Yeah, Callie B. Yeah. So she's 20 now, which is so hard to believe, almost 21. Um, and so we did her senior year actually during the COVID years. Am I allowed to say COVID? Yeah, okay. I think so. So the, the dark years. <laughs> so the dark we, winter yes. of the soul. Yeah. Yes. So we that was her senior year, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But um, now we're with Cole. He is a senior Currently, we've had a lot of ups and downs his high school years. Now he's at a new, brand new school to him for his last year. Things are beautiful and going amazing, and I couldn't couldn't be happier with that. Uh, and then we have Kenley, who's twelve, so she'll pull up the rear with the with, with the graduating style is yes, what she'll yes, do. She will. So yeah, she will. She. We called her our grand finale, and there's a reason we called her that. So. She is grand. That so, is yes, for sure. That's, that's where we are now. And so we've been there, done that, and we're in the middle of it. And it is a wild ride. It's just a wild ride. And I feel like the more we talk about it, 
the more normal we can feel as moms and surround ourselves with other like-minded women who feel the same things. And I think preparation is really going to be key, right? Mm -hmm. To, again, any significant season that you have in your life, preparation is key. So let's talk about preparing yourself with timelines, or let's talk about preparing yourself with being intentional and mapping that out. What, what would you speak to that about? So if you're at a really great school, like we are, I love saying that. <laughs> I mean, the school and probably you can say went that, I think too. because you have not been at great schools. Yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah. And again, our experience was during a really unknown, you know, uncharted territory. So right now we are at a great school and some parent somewhere decided to put a high school seniors Facebook group together, parents of high school seniors Facebook group together for our school. And they laid out all the dates. And as soon as we had graduation date, it was in there. So all of these things got written on my calendar day one when I said, okay, this is where we'll be. Let me look at the school calendar. Let me look at this Facebook group. Everything was laid out and is on the calendar. So that's number one. And my friends and family know that these things for his senior year are non-negotiables. So if it's on the calendar and now soccer season, soccer is certainly a non-negotiable. That's right. Karen <laughs> yes. has her soccer mom yes. sweater on, which I'm going to need to order right after this. <laughs> yeah. So fun. So getting those dates so that you're not taken by surprise, so yep. that you don't miss something important. And obviously anyone can take that advice, right? Yep. Whether it is dates that you have events at your church, dates that you have for organizations you're involved in, when they're littles, getting yep. those dates on there, because we've all experienced that moment where something slipped through right. or you're feeling guilty because something else is happening. So you've got those dates. Those are intentional um, as well. Okay. So anything else about that? Yeah. And those dates, you know, have a conversation with your loved one, your senior about what is important because I have a funny story about homecoming. So I am all about, oh my goodness, this is your last this, this is your last that. And I don't get too wrapped up and this is your last first day of school. Like I didn't really go down that rabbit hole too much. That's good. How did you not do Are that? Yeah. I feel like I would yeah. be like, this is your last first Monday yeah. in November right. at 10 o'clock. Okay. Some, Maybe that's some days are good, better than others. Okay. I will say that. All right. So, oh, I have a homecoming story and then I have one more. Okay. So <laughs> I'll tell them fast. Um, the homecoming story is, you know, Cole is it's his fourth year of high school. It's, that means it's his fourth homecoming. And his freshman year, he was on the homecoming court. That was super fun. And this year, he never asks for money to go buy his homecoming tickets. There's no um, homecoming. It's not called, I mean, that's for prom, promposal. But there's no like sign asking anyone to homecoming. There's nothing. And all of a sudden, homecoming is that weekend. We have no suit, no tux, and I find out that he doesn't plan on going to homecoming. He's done. He thinks they're lame, and he's just going to go to dinner with his friends in his t-shirt and sports shorts while his friend is dressed up in a suit, and i that's my homecoming picture is this with him dressed in athletic gear, and not doing anything special. I cried. I cried because he, I, it, in the moment, which was not a rational moment, but in the moment, I'm like, you took that from me. That was my memory. And I, I needed that last memory and he took it. 
And so I did make him feel just a teeny, teeny bit guilty. And then I was done. I was, it was gone. The weekend was over. I stayed off Facebook, so I didn't watch everybody else's homecoming pictures. And I felt the feeling, and then I let it go because that is how it, it was a feeling I felt. I was sad, but I let it go. And now we're good and moving on. And he did say he'd go to prom. <laughs> so really, it was about expectation. It was. And again, that is so relatable to so many people. Mm -hmm about what you envisioned it to be for him right. or what you thought he would want to participate in right? or what you thought he'd want to spend time in or what mattered to you. Yeah. And it obviously didn't matter to him at right. all. So I think those are two valuable things though, Karen, because it's easy to say, well, just don't have expectations or be very clear yeah. and then you won't feel any emotion about it. But you still can feel emotion about it. Sure. You still can be sad about something yep. that didn't turn out the way you thought it was going to be. Sure. You're just not going to live in that space. Right. And if I had had the conversation earlier about, is this date on the calendar important to you? I would have prepared myself to not worry about it. And really, it would have taken a lot of pressure off, not worrying about the suit, the flowers, the whatever. It, and I would have just been able to enjoy that weekend enjoy seeing all my friends, kids. So we didn't have that conversation, which was a lesson learned. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about that just for a second. There is this pre-planning, these pre-conversations, yes. these pre-expectations that so much can be saved. Yes. And I know that this is a, uh, this is basically, we're talking about time, right? On this podcast, this is about time. But as I mentioned on my, one of my very first episodes that Time management is emotional management. Mm. As a matter of fact, I think you were the one that really introduced that thought to me many, many years ago. I feel oh. like it was a conversation we had. I'm going to go ahead and give you credit right now. Well, let's go. That sounds <laughs> okay. great. Yeah, but it was. You are welcome. It was a conversation I believe that you and I had that these two things are tied together. Time and time management and energy management are really tied together. So in that moment, mm -hmm. taking some time pre- yes. To talk through it yes. would have saved a lot of energy and then, of course, time too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you have another story that you wanted to talk about? You said there was two things. There was homecoming and something else. Do you remember what there it was? There was, but I don't remember. Okay. It. I'm sure it'll come me. back to you. Okay. So we have these relationships with our kids right now. We've got relationships also, though, now with our husbands and our friends and other people during these life transitions. So how do we nurture these relationships? Um, with all these busy schedules and things that are going on. Yeah. And again, I mean, conversations, yeah. those people that are in our lives have got, they, they understand, especially the, the grandparents and the, you know, the friends who've been there and gone before us, they understand what you're going through. So just honesty and people, you know, being okay with when you say holding your boundaries, when people, you know, that's a good one. The people in your life that are going to kind of but heads with your boundaries, you may want to think about that. And, you know, you know maybe a, a deeper conversation needs to be had. But I read the book, my dear friend and fellow author, Chelsea Perry, she brought me the book called um, Your Best Yes. And wow, that has helped me so very much because some things are worth, you know, some things are very important and have to be done, but other things really aren't your best. Yes. So I've had to learn how to prioritize and say no to things that I would love to do, 
but they just can't be done in this season. And when you have those conversations with with the people in your life, they then it helps. So our younger daughter isn't, she's in drama club, but she isn't in sports right now and it's soccer season. So she knows that, you know, most Tuesday, Thursday, a lot of Fridays, we're going to be at the soccer field, but she also knows it's only for a season and it's his turn. You know, they all have a turn when it comes to being able to do those things. So we kind of have, again, conversation. I love that. And, you know, really, Karen, when you say everyone has a turn, I think we can include ourselves in that too. There are certain seasons where it is our turn to do something at certain seasons where it's really not. And it's not necessarily putting ourselves last. It's just having a priority of this person and this time spent with them. Yeah. This is important. I'm going to move this to the front of the line. Right. Right. So your best. Yes. And I think that's also indicative and conducive to so many different seasons, not Mm -hmm. just having a senior, but those significant times and Really, it's just being clear about what's important to you and telling other people what's important to them too, right? Yeah. Okay. So time management during this um, senior year, things like that too. Do you want to speak a little bit about what advice you were giving to people, what that might look like, how you're just, I mean, we're, I know we're dancing around this too, but anything more specific that you want to talk about with that? Sure. So, you know, again, again I said the calendar. So definitely be writing things down on the calendar, have the conversations, you know, make things special, put things on your calendar that are special. And some things, you know, as teenagers, they really like to um, tell you what they are going to do, right? They make their plans and we're just along for the ride. This is when they get a certain age. Or we're driving them before they're the team. Yeah. Yeah. They tell us our plans and then we have to take them there. Right. At least at the senior year, they're usually driving themselves there for the kids, but they still need money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, you know, make sure that you're having that. So this is a quick story of that situation. So Cole did not care about homecoming. I think this was the other story I was going to say, but um, he didn't care about homecoming. But I told him that for me, a graduation party was a non-negotiable. So that is going to happen. We're going to have all the family. And so that, you know, it's a two-way street, two-way street there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to doing it well enough in advance. So that's something else that I like to talk about is that we've got these four time quadrants, right? That we've got urgent and important, not urgent and not important. And by telling him well in advance, because the graduation party is going to be, you know, six months from now or something, telling him well in advance allows you to have the time and the energy and the emotion to prepare for it. And it allows him to know what's coming too. So I think that's healthy. Right. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) we've got some fears attached to new phases and new seasons, right? Fears as moms entering a new phase. How do we find joy? Or you said grace Mm -hmm. um, in this change and these new beginnings that are coming. So part of the title is letting go. Yeah. And a lot of times we are thinking about letting go as our little bird in a nest and we're letting them go. We're letting them leave the nest, right? We're letting them experience freedom and become an adult. But really through writing this book and through, you know, the Lord really saying these things to me is, you know, Karen, letting go is more than just watching them grow up. It's really letting go of our expectations. And because, you know, we, when we have, if you've had a baby, 
then you've probably known that when you're holding that beautiful newborn baby, you've got what you're going to be like on the brain, what they're going to love, what they're going to do. You know, they, you may have that they're going to like, I had a soccer mom on my brain. That's what it was. A ballerina. So Callie went to dance, kicking and screaming for the first year. And then she loved it. She did love it. Um, and Cole, you know, he was going to be a, a soccer. I was going to be a soccer mom. First, I thought football, but then we kind of have a smaller family and football is kind of dangerous. And I had some friends whose husbands were ER physicians. So football was out. But so soccer was great. So so the letting go of that expectation of what they're going to be, what they're going to do, what college they're going to go to, that letting go process is is throughout their whole childhood. And I was I was actually driving here this morning and God was like, he brought to the, the verse to mind that we all know and we all love Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. But I think as moms, a lot of times we're like, I know the plans I have for you declares mom. Like, oh, no. I mean, let's, let's be real. I know what plans like I have for you, but the whole journey is in letting go of all those things along the way. So that way you're already prepared that you are ready to launch them into whatever God has for them. And it may not look like what we have planned, but we have plans. You know, Karen, I remember when we were considering the school that my kids go to, they go to a classical Christian school and we went and talked to the headmaster. So this was before our kids were even of school age. And after the little tour of the school and, you know, deciding if we thought it might be a good fit, the headmaster sat across the desk from us and he looked at me and my husband, Josh, and he said, he said, what do you want your kid? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. He said, who do you want your kids to be when they mm, grow up? I love that. Who do you want them to be? Because you're, what you're speaking to is it's a very natural inclination to mm -hmm. say, what do I want them to be, right? Yeah. I want them to be a ballerina or a soccer player or a doctor or a yeah. teacher or follow in my footsteps and do this or do that. But his question stopped me in my tracks. Who do I want them to be? That's beautiful. You know, I want them to be kind, yeah. generous, full of love, yeah. gracious to others, full of faith. You know, those are the, well, those things, you don't have to let go of that. Right. You get to hold on to that. Yeah. It's the other things that are important to let yeah. go of. That's powerful. That is super powerful. And really, it's like if we believe that God is good and we believe that he is who he says he is, then we get to a moment in our lives where we have to say, okay, God, I do trust you with their future. I do trust you with what I've done as their mom, as their Christian mom, to raise them to know that success in life is, comes from following Jesus and being, you know, who he called them to be, who he called them to be, who? not what, then we, we have to get to that point where we're like, you know, here you go, here they are and do with, you know, lead them where you would have them be. So that's beautiful. You know, I think it is very freeing too, because I, I know I've shared this story with you before, but as we're thinking about a senior, you know, in high school, and I remember right before Brayden started kindergarten at that school, we did end up going to that school. 
right before we started, I had a moment. I think it was the last day on the playground before, you know, orientation was going to start. And I'm watching him slide down the slide and he's so little. But at the same time, I thought, oh, my goodness, I've only had five years with him. And I don't think I've taught him everything that I needed to know. Like, I don't think he knows everything yet. Oh, no, I squandered these five years. Like, what what have I done? I've wasted them. They've been, you know, it's so silly. It was right before his kindergarten year. Also, I could not leave the parking lot. When I dropped, I physically, I mean, he'd gone to preschool, he got like whatever, but I literally sat in that parking lot. And you know, that takes the pressure off, Karen, of you don't have to tell them everything. They don't yes. have to know everything. You don't, it's not your job to do that. It is maybe to model certain things for yes. them, guide them, pray for them, right? Okay. Yes. So what else, what else do you have to share, whether it's specifically for this season or in general to our audience that you know, you have learned and developed in your journey and now you're sharing in your book. Sure. Well, so we've already talked about letting God do his thing with them, with them. Right. And I guess what I found through, you know, you talked about the things I do, which are a lot of different things. And those were just a few things. I didn't even say all the things that you do. Yeah. So yeah, you have a lot. Yeah. So really, I, when you talk practical and we, you know, we're talking about time management. So there are things that I do practically to make all of these things happen. And so you actually taught me this and we used to call it, I think we started by Call it, talking about a brain dump, and we didn't yeah, like that. We word. didn't like that. So we call it. You called it a brain drain. I do. do you call remember it a that? Brain dra- I do. Yes. And actually, Karen, I, we didn't even have this planned, but in a link to the show notes, I have now a very fancy, fun, oh. I know, looking printable that people can print out for their brain drain. Oh, I yeah. love it. I'm going to print it today. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you guys can print so, it too. Click on the link in the show notes. Yeah. So I really just take everything out of my brain, and that's kind of what I did with the book. Was I just, I was not really in a great space emotionally because we were leading up to his senior year. His junior year did not go well academically at the school. Hence, we're at a new school, which we are loving. Um, But it was just the right time to go. So that, you know, just getting that out of my head and onto paper was so therapeutic. So then I find when I get a little anxious about all the things coming up, the things that are on the calendar, maybe things that are new to the calendar that weren't pre-planned, I get it all out. And then I have to prioritize it after that. So get it out, prioritize it. And then I work from my phone a lot. So really that can kind of feel, and you do too, I think. So, I do. so that can kind of feel like making sure the kids, I always like to make sure, especially our youngest knows that I'm actually working when I'm on my phone, that I'm not just ignoring her, you know, playing, scrolling, whatever. Um, so I like to just kind of set that expectation like, hey, it's work time. And so that's my little bucket of work time. And so that everybody around me knows that's happening. That's really valuable. You know, one of the things too that I've tried to do is because I work for my phone all the time. I mean, which is great because I'm mobile and I can do it mm-hmm. anywhere, but it also does sometimes make it seem that maybe you're not interacting with somebody or right. you're, you know, you're again, scrolling or whatnot. So when my kids walk in the door, I try to even, even if I have to shove it behind my back or sit on it or something to put my phone away. So those first few minutes when they walk in the door and they only really want a couple minutes or seconds that's very that I'm looking them in the eye and they're looking me in the eye. And I do try to do that. And I do remind them lovingly and gracefully that I work for my phone. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And yes, we still can set time restrictions on your phones. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Wi-Fi on, Wi-Fi off. Right. Exactly. Yep. 
and then, you know, so, and then again, with the boundaries, you know, saying I'm, I would love to do that, but I'm sorry, I can't. And that's just, you know, making time for those priorities that have to happen and that you want to happen. That's right. That's right. Because really at the end of the day, this is about having no regrets, right? This is about having no regrets. Yeah. It's about choosing and being intentional about what you want to do, when you want to do it, why you want to do it, with whom you want to do it. Right. And that, you know, six months down the road, you look back and say that, that, that was where I wanted to be when I wanted to be there. And I don't have regrets for it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the word that came to mind and it comes to mind often when I'm preparing the calendar, looking at things that have to be done is at the, in this season, in their senior year, in this tight season, and like with your grandmother, you can set these boundaries. And I love the word unapologetically because I, I don't need to apologize to anyone for spending this dedicated time. It's such a short time to spending this dedicated amount of time with the people that I love and it matters to me and it matters to them. That's right. You know, our little tagline is make time for what matters, but you're right. We could go on to say, make time for what matters to you, not what matters to your neighbor, not what matters to your coworkers, not what matters to anybody that's outside of that little nucleus of what matters to you. So is there anything else that you just want our listeners, our viewers, depending on how you're, um, absorbing this information to know as far as what this book is good about, or maybe any last thoughts that you have, again, as we're navigating a season like this? Yeah. So the one thing that just comes to mind over and over throughout writing the book, when talking about the book is you're not alone. I just, I, the thought of someone feeling alone makes me so sad because I think I'm so blessed to have such a beautiful friendship, you know, beautiful friendships with people, you know, beautiful, wonderful church, family, a, a family, extended family. I have all that. And what makes me want to talk about it more is that, you know, if you don't have that, here we are, you know, you're not alone in your time management, you know, in your time, your <laughs> lack of time, you know, Callie's here to help you with that. But like, as a mom, you're not alone. And we all feel these things. It's normal. So don't do life alone. You know, join us and read the book, grab a group of friends, you know, do things that help you mentally come alongside, you know, someone else who's in the same journey with you. Yeah, because the last thing you would want is that solitary feeling or that feeling of all the things that we have, right? We have guilt or we have fears or we have any of that. Because we've just chosen to feel alone or walk it solitary. And that I yeah. think that's what you're wanting to do is yeah. open up this community yeah. for women to walk through it, not perfectly. Right. None and not us. and not without tough moments either. Right. There are hard, hard things you face when raising teens. Mm-hmm. Another thing we should probably talk about on a later podcast. <laughs> By the way, Maddie, um, we've not recorded it yet, but Maddie does want to be a guest right. on our Future Friday and talk about teens and time management and social media. And yeah, let's go. <laughs> I know. I'm like, all right, this is going to be a wild one. That's for <laughs> sure. That's for sure. Well, Karen, we're going to put in the show notes how everyone can get access to your brand new book. And I know that you've got really laid out a lot of specifics for what they can expect how they can walk through 
this yeah. time with their senior, their teen, et cetera. Um, so we'll make sure that you guys get access to that because we want you to have that in your hands um, as it serves you. And I know for me, I'll need it now because these next couple of years are going to fly by yeah. and I need to be preparing now yes. for those opportunities. So I always ask Karen one last question of my guests. And if I gave you the gift of, it's a holiday season, so here's your gift. You get one extra hour that is outside of any other hours. You get to do it with whatever you want. It's totally yours. What would you do with that extra hour? I'm kind of embarrassed to say. Say it. Sleep. <laughs> yeah. I get up early to work out because nothing gets in the way. So if I could have one extra hour to sleep and still get up and work out before anything else happens, that would be amazing. Oh, no yes. alarm. Yes. Nobody needing you. Yes. Not waking up in a panic because you overslept. Right. Just one, Just one little hour. Hour of sleep. That sounds heavy. I love to sleep. Ask my husband. And you don't get enough of it, and especially in times like this, too. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hopefully, you can craft out a little nap or something later <laughs> today. Um, but I think this has been really a valuable conversation, something that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about yeah. before. And I think that what we want to do is just shine a light on that give a community to that, give resources to that. And that's what you've done with your book. So you guys grab many copies, many, many copies of this book of Karen's so that you can help others in this season. And as we say that you can make time for what matters. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for having me. Oh, give me Aww. a hug. You're so great. <laughs> Love you, girl. <laughs> All right, guys. See you for our next episode. Have a great blessed weekend. Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode, and until then, make every moment count.